This is Warrior's Way Podcast, episode 43, and I'm James Eek. Ten Precepts of Karate Karate did not develop from Buddhism or Confucianism. In the past, the Shorin-ryu school and the Shorei-ryu school were brought to Okinawa from China. Both of these schools have strong points, which I will now mention before there are too many changes. 1. Karate is not merely practiced for your own benefit. It can be used to protect one's family or master. It is not intended to be used against a single assailant, but instead as a way of avoiding a fight should one be confronted by a villain or ruffian. 2. The purpose of karate is to make the muscles and bones hard as rock and to use the hands and legs as spears. If children were to begin in training in karate while in elementary school, then they would be well-suited for military service. Remember the words attributed to the Duke of Wellington after he defeated Napoleon. The Battle of Waterloo was won on the playing fields of Eton. 3. Karate cannot be quickly learned. Like a slow-moving bull, it eventually travels a thousand miles. If one trains diligently every day, then in three or four years, one will come to understand karate. Those who train in this fashion will discover karate. Four. In karate, training of the hands and feet are important so one must be thoroughly trained on the makiwara. In order to do this, drop your shoulders, open your lungs, take hold of your strength, grip the floor with your feet, and sink your energy into your lower abdomen. Practice using each arm one to two hundred times each day. Five. When one practices the stances, be sure to keep your back straight, lower your shoulders, put strength in your legs, and stand firmly and drop your energy into your lower abdomen. 6. Practice each of the techniques of karate repeatedly, the use of which is passed by word of mouth. Learn the explanations well and decide when and in what manner to apply them when needed. Enter Counter, release, is the rule of releasing hand. 7. You must decide if karate is for your health or to aid your duty. 8. When you train, do so as if on a battlefield. Your eyes should glare, shoulders drop, and body harden. You should always train with intensity and spirit. And in this way, you will be naturally ready. 9. One must not overtrain. This will cause you to lose the energy in your lower abdomen and will be harmful to your body. Your face and eyes will turn red. Train wisely. And 10. In the past, masters of karate have enjoyed long lives. Karate aids in developing the bones and muscles. It helps the digestion as well as the circulation.
If karate should be introduced beginning in the elementary schools, then we will produce many men, each capable of defeating 10 assailants. I further believe that this can be done by having all students at the Okinawa Teachers College practice karate. In this way, after graduation, they can teach at the elementary schools at which they have been taught. I believe this will be a great benefit to our nation and our military. It is my hope you will seriously consider my suggestion. In October 1908, Sensei Enko Itotsu wrote a letter, The Ten Precepts of Karate, or also known as Tode Jukun. It was to draw the attention of the Ministry of Education and the Ministry of War in Japan. And this was a translation of that letter. Itotsu Sensei was a teacher to many of the big names that became a legend in karate circles. People like Chojin Miyagi, Gichin Funakoshi, and others. And the letter is important in terms of the martial arts, and especially karate, in that it was influential at the time in helping to spread karate and change it from something that was practiced mainly by men and in small numbers into something that could be taught to children and women. And this is important to remember because karate, as well as most martial arts, went through a long phase of being a close-held secret among its practitioners. And in very real terms, it took a couple generations of teachers to help spread karate. This is similar to most systems that have gone from hidden to mainstream. So let's go back and take a look at what the precepts are getting at. So the first one, karate is not merely practiced for your own benefit. It can be used to protect one's family or master. It is not intended to be used against a single assailant, but instead as a way of avoiding a fight should one be confronted by a villain or a ruffian. Now this is interesting, apart from the obvious, that the martial art can be used to protect others. But more that this old master saw his art as a way to get out of a confrontation against an aggressor. It doesn't mention sparring or being the ultimate martial art. It says that it is a way to avoid a fight against a villain or a ruffian. It's intended as a way to defend yourself against someone out to hurt you or as a means to escape a confrontation. This is a lot different than most of us are taught karate nowadays. And it isn't about two people in a ring or a competition. It's about protecting oneself and others. We should go back to that first thing he wrote as well about how karate doesn't have anything to do with Buddhism or Confucianism. Despite some arts injecting some Zen here or some other aspects of philosophy there, as far as he was concerned or knew, the martial arts didn't have anything to do with these doctrines. So what does that mean? Well, quite simply, that karate is not a religious path. And that's an important thing to remember when he's trying to spread it. That doesn't mean that Zen can't be in it or that other philosophical elements shouldn't be in it. It's that it is something that anyone could practice, regardless of their beliefs. If you think about it, that's a big deal. (laughs) 
The second one is that the purpose of karate is to make the muscles and bones hard as rock and to use the hands and legs as spears. If children were to begin training in karate while in elementary school, then they will be well suited for military service. Well, let's face it. Martial arts builds in children a lot of the skills they need to succeed as adults. And more than that, it sets them apart in a whole lot of ways from the kids who don't train. When you train in the martial arts, you learn to toughen up. I was a kid in the martial arts. I teach kids. I know. You learn about using your body as a weapon. About losing, using your mind as a weapon. You learn about strategy and resilience. And to be honest with you, I don't know if there's anything better for a child as much as martial arts training. When I look back on my own life, having started at a young age, I can't imagine what things would have been like if it hadn't been for my martial arts. Martial arts prepared me for life in so many ways. And in fact, when it came time for me to do my military basic training, I realized pretty quickly that it wasn't really all that different from some of the martial arts training, the respect and the discipline that I'd acquired already along the way. I, To be honest with you, I saw it as a game. <laughs> Number three, karate cannot be quickly learned. Like a slow-moving bull, it eventually travels a thousand miles. If one trains diligently every day, then in three or four years, one will come to understand karate. Those who train in this fashion will discover karate. The key takeaway here is that it takes time. Lots of it. Years of it. And not hit or miss, not every so often. It takes diligence. He's not saying come out once a week, every so often, every few months. (laughs) He's saying that it isn't something that can be learned quickly. You spend time at it daily. And in years, you're going to discover the art. Which means that after that, after after you've discovered it, four years or whatever down the road, after daily training, that then you'll start to understand it and practice it. And like I've said for a long time, and I'm sure others have too, when you train in the martial arts, when you eventually get that black belt, that doesn't mean you're an expert. That means you're just starting. You're a beginner. Believe me, I've got a few of them. (laughs) I am learning every day what these arts mean. Four. In karate, training of the hands and feet are important. So one must be thoroughly trained on the makiwara. Now, I used to be a huge proponent of makiwara training. If you don't know what it is, it's basically a firm structure made out of wood or other materials that you strike to develop conditioned punches and kicks, but also to help develop power. Today, it's important that we as martial arts as martial artists, I should say, uh, learn to use equipment better to help develop ourselves. When I first started, there weren't all these kicking shields and focus mitts and various other things. At my school, we use as much as we can. 
There's so much more out there today than when I started. Be creative. Use it all. Hit the gym. Do everything you can to make your body as a weapon more strong, more fit, and more able to do all the things that it can do. Not for any purpose other than just to be able to do the things that you can do. Number five. When one practices the stances, be sure to keep your back straight, lower your shoulders, put strength in your legs, stand firmly, and drop your energy into your lower abdomen. Well, I'm just going to say that everything has a right way to do it. You can just punch your way. You can do that. You can just kick the way you want to kick. You can do that too. But when you actually hit something solid, you're going to realize that you don't really know what you're doing. Listen to your teacher. They've put in time. Get the proper basics and structure working the way it should. And work at it every single day. Don't just be mindless of what you do or think that are you're good with just how you are. Everyone needs work. Everyone needs to make their form better. That's the process. So don't think that you're being picked on either. When your instructor's trying to fix you, they're doing it for your own good. So you don't get hurt. Turn your foot when you kick. Punch with those knuckles, not with these knuckles. (laughs) Think about it. Number six. Practice each of the techniques of karate repeatedly the use of which is passed by word of mouth. Learn the explanations well and decide when and in what manner to apply them when needed. In karate terms, this is talking about bunkai, or practical application. You don't want your training to be like swimming on dry land. You need to understand what it is that you are doing and how it works in real life. That, that's why rolling in jiu-jitsu is so important. So we can make all of the cool things we learn actually work or realize how much work we need to do to make them work. We never want to become delusional in our training or our lives. Try to see what's really there, what works, what doesn't. You ha- uh, Number seven, you must decide if karate is for your health or to aid your duty. How you train depends greatly on what your purpose is. If you are training to make your martial art something that can translate into real life, well, you need to train in a certain way and you have to have a certain way of thinking. If you're trained to improve your health, you need to train differently. If you are teaching children, you have to adjust things as well. Depending on where we are in life, what we want from the training and how we plan on going about it will all shape the art that we develop. And in very real ways, the martial art that you yourself develop will end up being your own. That's the cool thing. This will change as you grow, as you age, as you experience life in your martial art. Number eight. When you train, do so as if on a battlefield. Your eyes should glare, shoulders drop, and body harden. You should always train with intensity and spirit, and in this way, you will naturally be ready. Man, I love that one. It's 
too easy to just treat your dojo as if it's a gym. It's a health club, it's recreation, it's a social event, yeah, whatever. The reality, though, is that you are training in a martial art. You need to develop every aspect of that when you're training. You need to be a different, better person when you're on the mats than when you started. It's too easy to be the class clown, to bring in a bad attitude, to be sarcastic, to be rude, or anything else. Training should develop you as a warrior. You should become a weapon in every way that the idea could mean. Look at everything that's happening in your school as a test and as a lesson and get the most from it. Don't treat it the way that you would with everything else in your life. Don't treat it the way you would with that person that you used to be. Train and be that better person that you hope to be. Number nine, one must not overtrain. This will cause you to lose the energy in your lower abdomen and will be harmful to your body. Your face and eyes will turn red. Train wisely. When I teach jujitsu, I explain it in this way. If you are working harder than your partner, if you are breathing harder than your partner, if you are pushing harder than your partner, then they've already won. Breathe. Relax. Let your ego go. Don't train to win. Train instead not to lose. Number 10. In the past, masters of karate have enjoyed long lives. Karate aids in developing the bones and muscles. It helps the digestion as well as the circulation. If karate should be introduced beginning in the elementary schools, then we will produce many men, each capable of defeating 10 assailants. Now, this precept it is one of the reasons why we have the Warrior's Way podcast. That we can learn so much from listening and picking apart the wise words of the masters of the past. So much can be gained from martial arts training. Without a doubt, you will not be the person in a few months from the training you're currently doing that you were before. And you are definitely, definitely not the same person you were before you started training as you are or will be in the future. The martial arts is an incredible, powerful, and transformative system that has been shown for a very long time to bring the best of benefits to the people who take part. That's why we do it. We don't become worse, weaker, ruder, more arrogant, more egotistical, less fit. The benefits that the martial arts bring impact every single level of who you are and restructures it all to make you into someone far greater than you could have ever dreamed. If you don't believe me now, 
Stick with your training and you will. You will look back on it and you will be so grateful for your school. You'll be so grateful for your teacher. You'll be so grateful for your martial art. You'll be so grateful for all of those people that you trained with. And you'll realize that without all of that, your life would be hollow. I know. I think about it all the time. So there you go. Very cool. So the question of the day, it kind of fits in with this. It's, hi, what are the benefits of kids training in the martial arts? Well, I am a huge proponent of getting your kids involved in the martial arts. So maybe you should have asked somebody who wasn't. <laughs> um, I started when I was a kid and I teach kids and I see the change for the better in most of them. There's the rare one who, you know, reluctantly will leave that this isn't for them. But most of them, even if they just stay in for a year or two, they'll be changed for the better. So what do you have to do? Well, first off, you need to find a good school. This should be a place where the instructor knows his or her stuff and where the kids are going to learn some things to improve their lives. So what does this mean? It means it should be challenging. It means it should be a little tough. Don't worry if Johnny or Janie have a hard time in class. Don't worry if they don't excel at first. Don't worry if they get upset. The school should expect your child to be better than they were when they started. And better than they were the day before. And let's face it, we live in a time when kids are in need of all the things that martial arts teaches. Respect for yourself and for others. Courtesy, kindness, manners, the reward of hard work, and so much more. When you watch your child in martial arts, you should see them in a school where the instructor makes them work. Where hard work is not only encouraged, but it is the norm. Belts shouldn't be handed out like they don't matter. For that matter, I don't think you should be paying for belt testing. I don't at my school. You come and train hard enough, show me that you deserve it, and you get promoted. Belts should be handed out like they matter. There should be a direct correlation between the effort given and the consistency of attendance, the attitude to the training with progression. I don't know where I myself would be if it weren't for the martial arts training I started as a child. Not only that, but I don't know where I'd be if it weren't for the amazing and inspiring and tough martial arts teachers I had as a child. They didn't put up with anything. And in a lot of very real ways, they shaped my life to be everything that it became. And that's important. So if you're thinking about getting your child involved in the martial arts, just do it. It's probably one of the most important things you will do for your kid. Do it. And when they tell you that it's too hard, or they're not good at it, or whatever their excuses that they want to stay at home, 
Keep them in it. Talk to the instructor. See what they say. I can guarantee you they'll tell you that your child is doing fine and needs to stick with it. And get them in there. And I know everybody's busy, but you want your child in there as much as possible. If classes are three times a week, try to get them in three times a week. If you only make it twice, make it twice. If it can only happen once a week, well, get in there once a week, but try to make it more. So there you go. Very important. Get after it. All right, so we'll draw this to a close. But before I do, if you can do something for me, when you're done this podcast, before you go on and binge through the next one, (laughs) can you go on your Apple Podcasts and give this a review? Give it five stars and then write a few words. The stars by themselves are good too, but come on, man. Give it a review. Some of you have, some of you haven't, and I know. So do it. You like it. I know you do because you listen to it every week. Give it a review. Even if it's just a few words. This is awesome. More people should listen to it or whatever. Tell me what you get out of it. If you get something out of it, write that in the review. And believe me, it makes a difference. We're trying to spread word about this, about the training, about the benefits of it, about what real training is about, about all these great lessons that we've learned from the past and people right now. This podcast is about making ourselves better and those around us as well. So give it a review so we can spread word. The other thing is we have a Facebook page. Get on it and like the page. I put stuff on there all the time. And if you are so interested in searching around on things, we have a a, a website as well. Slowly getting stuff on there. i got a million things to do when I'm not doing the podcast. I'm teaching and all the rest of it. Um, But we're slowly building. Um, The other thing is if you like all this stuff that I talk about every week, I've written a couple books that you can find on Amazon. They're available as books or as e-books for your Kobo or your Kindle. So... Check those out as well. One is named The Warrior's Way, and the other is Wolf in the Woods. Both are pretty cool books, if you ask me, and I wrote them. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so I hope you got something out of that. I think that uh, some of these unfortunately lesser-known masters sometimes have more to say that is valid to us today, I find. And I think that is really kind of cool. Um, I think Sensei Itotsu uh, would have been some kind of guy, especially when you look at the kind of people that he trained and how they became these amazing legends. So he must have been stellar himself. So there you go. So get on the mats tonight, or as soon as you can. Train hard, have fun in this life and in your training, but be serious about it and be a good friend. And you know what? Try to do something good for the world. That's my challenge for you. Let's see if you can do it.
Take care.